Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, I want to thank you for coming in today. We are back. We are back. And today we here at the ministry are going to be talking about how do you know that you are an apostle? How do you know? And so we're going to be talking about that. And if you want to go ahead and open us up with prayer, um, Minister Apostle BJ Christmas. <laughs> I will. Thank you. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Father comes to you today, God, to say thank you. Thank you, God, for this opportunity just to go before your people, God, to discuss your word, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would clear our hearts and our minds, God, that we may be at peace, God, and have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to have this discussion that others may have full knowledge, God. I thank you, Lord God, for all those that shall come, God, with questions. I thank you, God, for answering our questions, even as we conversate about your word. Lord, bless now, God, everything that shall take place in this moment, in this time, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for setting aside this time just yes. for us to conversate only always about you it is in the mighty and matchless name of jesus i pray and count all these things done amen and thank god amen amen so we're going to be talking about today um how do you know that you're apostle how do you know uh, if you look at second corinthians 12 12 it says truly the signs of an apostle were wrought amongst you in all patience and signs and in wonders and mighty deeds. Now, that first word, patience, is very important, isn't it? Yes, it is very. Why, why do you think that that word is important? I think patience is important because if you don't let patience work a patient, perfect work, you mm -hmm. will run ahead before it's time. Mm -hmm. Patience gives you an opportunity to slow down and smell the roses. <laughs> it gives you an opportunity just yeah. to get in on everything you need before running. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because if we don't have patience, like you said, it'll work as perfect work in us, but also, you know, we'll get zealous and we'll be, you know, we are excited about the things of God, but we won't slow down enough to be adequately taught, trained, yeah. and to absorb that word. Amen. Amen. And so it also said in signs and in wonders and mighty deeds. And so truly, the as it says, truly the signs of an apostle rock amongst you in patience and signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So there's signs and wonders that follow the ministry of the apostle. And um, we talked about, you know, where the uh, word uh, was derived from. Um, we talked about, you know, how before, how um, the traits of the apostle and things like that. In your life, what would you say some of the traits have been that have confirmed your calling to you? Um, some of the changes that confirmed this, my calling to me was the always moving, not always moving, but I would go to churches mm -hmm. and I find myself helping to establish the church, um, mm -hmm. which is church planting. Mm -hmm. um, I always had this heart desire to help a church um, be all it could be. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've planted at least, I've helped establish mm -hmm. three churches now. Mm -hmm. And so that I could never understand why am I always like, can't just stay put. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, after a few years, um, 12 has been my long longest years, 12 years. It was like it was a just to go, just to go. Mm -hmm. And then when the Lord tells you it's time to leave the walls, um, mm -hmm. it was just one of the things that really confirmed it to me as I began to just seek what is why, why? Mm -hmm. um, and the Lord began to tell me because this is who I have called you to be. Mm -hmm. So just being um going from place to place, helping to establish ministries, um, my gift of administration, my gift to build 
um, mm -hmm. and just being sent to do the mm -hmm. work of the Lord, not being in one particular place mm -hmm. too long to do it because he said he called me to the world. And so mm -hmm. just having to go from place to place to help establish and set order. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I did not understand what that was at the time, mm -hmm. but as I began to pray and the Lord just began to set me apart in a place just here mm -hmm. where he was to me. And then this might seem um, weird to some people, but he began to <laughs> surround me with the apostles. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why all of these apostles are coming around me all of a sudden, but mm -hmm. the Lord had me to see, wanted me to see who I was mm -hmm. and to have clarity and get knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from mm -hmm. them. So that's um, some of the traits he had for me primarily was just being a sent one to go to establish and build churches. You know, something that you said is very um, interesting how before you even knew exactly what you were doing, it was a desire for you to do that thing. Yes. Churches thrive to, you know, um, create the foundation, administrate, help get everything set up so it can run properly. Yes. You know, and then God began to surround you. So basically he called you and then your calling was confirmed. You and, know? and I think that's the way it really should be because how do you know? Because you do a thing that you love without mm -hmm. knowing, without having a title. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times people mess up because they want to assign themselves a title and then go do, and then they try to maneuver and manipulate things to work in their favor as mm -hmm. they begin to do the work. But it's like, do the work. I didn't worry about a title because I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know mm -hmm. what to call it. <laughs> so mm -hmm. let's go do the work that the Lord has called you to do. Um, right. I don't care if it's just being a servant. Be the best servant you can be until mm -hmm tells you what it is that you're doing because I never had my eyes open to the fact that I was an apostle until um, he just I began to just question why is this happening to me why another why do I have to leave now I'm loving this church why do I have to now leave and uh, go do something else right right you know I was uh, looking at when you look at Jesus um he was born into the world just like everybody else, you know, yes. same way came through the birth canal. Mm -hmm. However, he was sent by God and he was called the apostle and the high priest of our confession, according to Hebrews uh, chapter three, verse one. And he looked exactly like everybody else. Just like us. We look just like, you know, we, we you know, of course, you know, we look different, but we're human. We, you know, yes. we're human. And when you look at Isaiah, uh, the prophet Isaiah said, in Isaiah 53, 2, he grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of the dry ground. He had no beauty or no majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. So Jesus was an ordinary man. An ordinary We're man. ordinary people. Yes. <laughs> and God uses, I love that song by Danny Bell Hall. Which is ordinary, ordinary people. people. I love that song. Because God, you know, if we're willing to be used by God, he'll use us. He uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Amen. Amen. Ordinary people to do it, to do the extraordinary. He was the prime example of being Amen. ordinary for the extraordinary. Amen. And when also, when you look at Moses, think about Moses. Yeah. He did, you know, I want to say it like this. God sent him. God sent him on the mission, but he had to prove to the people that he was sent by God, basically. Yeah. And also... You know, if he didn't, if, if there weren't signs and wonders and miracles wrought through the hands of Moses, people would not have believed that God sent him. Right. And God called him at the backside of the wilderness and sent him to rescue the children of Israel from Egypt, kind of like what we're doing today. 
Yes. Establishing to rescue. Yes. <laughs> you know, people from sometimes people from themselves and some from the world. If you look at Exodus chapter three, you know, and four, you'll see that. And also another thing that's important to note is that when God called Moses, nobody else is there. Just him and the Lord. Just him and the Lord. The audience, yes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, he didn't come in with his big old staff. He didn't come in with a robe on. <laughs> You know, he didn't, you know, the, the big shepherd hook, he didn't come in with that. Right. He didn't walk into a big crowd. God spoke to him and God called him, you know, and it was really interesting. And, you know, what did God, uh, what did Moses do? He complained to God that the Hebrews in Egypt would not believe him. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> how many times, yeah, how many times have we done the Lord? I know what you said, but they're not going to believe me, you know? <laughs> right. No. Nope. And so, you know, that's what Moses did. And God didn't tell Moses, just go ahead, they'll believe you. He didn't say that. Instead, he gave him two miraculous signs to prove him, to prove that he was God's sin. Look at Exodus uh, 4, verses 1 through 9. And uh, let's see. And it says, and Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice, for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, what is in thy hand? And he said, arise. And he Come said, cast it, mm -hmm, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. It became a certain serpent and Moses fled. <laughs> from before. Now, you know, God, that's so funny because, okay, Moses, God told him, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show y'all something. I'm going to show it to you first. And then right. Moses ran. <laughs> and Moses, and the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thy hand and take it by the tail. Put forth, and he put forth his hand and caught it and it became a rod in his hand. <clears throat> that they may believe that the Lord thy God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob have appeared unto thee. And the Lord said furthermore unto him, put now thy hand into thy bosom, and he put it into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, put thy hand into thy bosom again, and he put it into his bosom again, and plucked it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again as his own other flesh. Wow. And it shall come to pass that if they would not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. And it came to pass that they would not believe also these two signs, neither hearken to thy voice, that thou shalt take the water of the river and pour it upon the dry land, and the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood, shall become blood upon the dry land. Now, here is God saying, you know what? Here are the signs. Yes. You know, here are the wonders right here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it through you. And that's what God does to us. Yes. He uses us to bring forth the signs of wonders, you know, in the earth realm. And so God proved through him that, you know, I'm going to use you in the miraculous. He does the same thing with us. He uses us in the miraculous. And I think sometimes the apostles get hung up because... Uh, number one, um, the need for validation. Yes. When God is already validated and yeah. called, here we see God called Moses when there was no one around. You know, Jesus, fully God, fully man, he was sent and called and chosen to do what he did in the earth. And that's something that we as apostles have to get beyond of uh, wanting to get that validation from somebody. 
that that's that was my biggest hang up. <laughs> I think I had a discussion with you because being in the building and being the church is all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're in a church, you have that certain protocols, you know, you have ordinations, you have um, um, ceremonies mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So I was thinking that's what I needed to be um, to be qualified um, to do what God has called me to do. But I was sitting in my house one day and the Lord just simply spoke to me because it was like, I was just so conflicted. Mm-hmm. And I just had to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, what is this? And what do you have me to do? And he said, I called you, I chose you. I'm the only ordination you need. Mm-hmm. And he said, I ordained you from your mother's womb. So you don't need anything else. Don't worry about that. That's small. And yeah. in to what I have for you to do. That's small, but man, they had me thinking because of traditions mm-hmm. and would they accept me if I have if I don't have the papers because you have to have papers to do anything nowadays. But the mm-hmm. Lord said, no, I got all of that. I'm taking care of all of that. You just mm-hmm. do what I've called and chosen you to do and I'll take care of the rest. Right, right. Well, you know, what about, so it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Yes. And if God has not smeared his oil on you and you walking around with papers, what does it matter? What good is it? Because there's a whole what lot of heat with papers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, we have to we have to be careful because we don't want to um, not do what God called us to do based on what someone is saying. Now, right. I do believe in oversight. I do believe in being accountable and things like that because we all have to be accountable to somebody because, hey, people can get out there. And there has to be somebody that can say, uh, you're off. Yes. <laughs> yes. Slow down, slow your roll. Yes. And so, but yeah. Now we also look at Nicodemus. Nicodemus, he was a wise scholar and he watched Jesus from afar. There's a lot of people that's going to be watching you from afar. Yes. You never they're not going to come up on you. They ain't going to, they're not going to, um, they're not going to say, oh yeah, you're so-and-so. They're going to sit back and watch you from afar and see what you do. Exactly. Just like, just like Nicodemus did. And he assessed the miracles that Jesus had performed. And what did he say in John 3, 2? No one could perform the size that you are doing if God were not with him. No, that's it. You can't do it except God be with you. You know, mm-hmm. and then that's that understanding the, the gift things that God has given you. That was another thing um, for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I never understood how I knew how to do so many things. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, it's, mm-hmm. it's like I, um, people always come to me, BJ, help me write this letter or write this um, for mm-hmm. me. And I just, they give me points and I just write it. And it was like, how mm-hmm. do you do that? I don't know. God has just given me with writing and to mm-hmm. do this, but mm-hmm. he's just gifted me in so many areas and except the Lord gives it to me, I take no glory for myself. Right, right. Um, but just, that's another thing, having to understand. He gifted me in these areas so that I could be effective and mm-hmm. the, the works he has for me to do, because how can mm-hmm. I not be gifted in certain areas, but say I'm going to help plant this church and can't talk? You can't talk. You can't put together a plan. You mm-hmm. can't help do a minute. You can't do anything because you don't have gifts in those areas, right? So, yeah. So you have to you have to be active in those gifts. You know, um, if you're not, then you just it's like willy nilly. It's all over the place. It's like I gotta hurry up and grab this and this is. But if it's already in you. Because he's in you and he's already put that gift in you. You can go ahead and do what you need to do according to his will to help establish and plan and build the churches and the ministries. And it just comes naturally. Yes. 
And that's not to be braggadocious. Mm-hmm. Like it's just natural. And a lot of people don't understand that those who don't have the, the gift things and they can see you acting. Because I had this one girl, this one lady to tell me in time, I wish I had your anointing. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it, like I gave her the side eye when she said that because it's like, you don't know the cost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to, what I had to endure for this anointing that the Lord has given unto me mm-hmm. is because I was, I was um, over a woman, a women's ministry at my church. And a lot of things the Lord gave me, he was <clears throat> dropped in my spirit and I would give it to my first lady and she said, BJ, just run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever the programs would come together with little to no effort, um, people just begin to say, I wish, I wish, I wish, but no, it's more than just seeing. There's a whole mm-hmm. lot that goes on behind the scene. Right, so right. Living with you in the middle of the night when he's downloading stuff to you and you're saying, oh Lord, can't just stop for a few minutes because stuff is coming so fast. Right, right. Praying one time saying, Lord, can I just stop thinking for a few minutes? And he was like, just no. One minute. <laughs> just, just one minute because it goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And so now just having this conversation with you, I'm thinking back to all the other signs I had all these years mm-hmm. um, with, oh God, I just want to cry with all the things that he has been pulling me to and and, and mm-hmm. doing with me and using me. And I never right. understood mm-hmm. until now, but now is the time. It is full circle, right? <laughs> full circle. So, you know, but going back to Moses in Exodus, think about them as think about the magicians. Mm-hmm. But they were um the magicians <laughs> of Pharaoh, they were able to do what Moses did. Yes. So you got some people who can do, you know, maybe able to do that, but they uh they weren't able to perform those creative miracles that Moses did. Like, what did he do? He turned dust into lice. Come on. They couldn't do that. They were stuck. Those magicians could not do that. And they couldn't perform those type of miracles. If you look at Exodus 8, mm-hmm. 18 through 19. Let me go there. Exodus 8. Mm-hmm. Let's see. 18. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth life, lice, but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beast. Then the magician said unto Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. And so there are things that um, people that would try to do what you do, they can't do it. Right. Because that's not what they're called to do. Exactly. Under the sons of Skiwa. <laughs> Come on. You know, I know them, but who are you? Right. Yeah, you know, and so they were not able to do it, do that. And, you know, and so going, you know, flipping back to Nicodemus, he was aware of what was going on. He was aware of, you know, Jesus and he was watching and he saw him healing the man. He saw him making people whole. And he concluded that this has to be God. Yes. The proof was in the pudding. Yes. Which is why he had to come to him by night. (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look around. I, I want some okay. of this, right? Yes, <laughs> I want some yep. of this. There it is. I gotta ask some questions. So that's yep. why he came to look to Jesus by night to mm-hmm. come on completely finish asking some questions because his right. knowledge, that's the thing, people's knowledge cannot allow them to accept who you are because it, to them it just does not make sense. Like Nicodemus said, how can you be born again and accept you into, into back into your mother's womb? Mm-hmm. So people say, how can you do this? You're mm-hmm. not Jesus. You're not God. You're, who, who are you? And right, it's like, right. I, I am a sent one of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't call myself to this. So if you were looking right. for me to 
explaining it away. The only explanation I have is you go seek God for yourself mm-hmm. and, and ask him. Now, if he wants to, if he gives you with certain things, then that's your gifting for you. But mm-hmm. I cannot explain to you any other way why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. It's God. It's a God thing. It's God. It's God. And you know, the one thing about it is I'm done explaining. Go talk to the father. If you got some more questions, just go talk to God. I'm going to do what I need to do. Wasting time here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at uh, John 3, 2, mm-hmm. let's see. John 4, 2. Let's see. John 3, 2. The same came, and this is what you're referring to. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher from God, for no man can do these things that thou doest. And let's see. Sir, he said, and this is the uh, TLB version as well. Sir, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miracles are proof enough uh, of this. Mm -hmm. And so the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the endowments that the Holy Spirit has already put in us to do what we do, that's a sign enough to prove who we are in him and the kingdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's why I I, I used to, I look at people and because miracle sign and wonders should be following you. When you ask the question, who's following you? Mm -hmm. There should be some signs. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, people are looking at you from afar. Like I've watched people from afar because they call themselves (laughs) such and such. But mm-hmm. I don't see no evidence of that. Now, I'm not going to go to you and tell you until the Lord tells me to tell you to sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything to you except the Lord say, say it. Mm-hmm. But that's how, like, Nicodemus was watching Jesus. Like you said, people are watching us because they're looking to see the true signs. Okay, if she says she is who she is, I should see something following her. I, could, I should see some great works. I should see mm-hmm. some signs and miracles. And mm-hmm. um, I should see something happening with her, some fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she should not just be dead that things around her are dying but mm-hmm. things around her are living so mm-hmm. yeah people are watching for a reason so that's why mm-hmm. we had to be careful to make sure that the things we do um our audio matches our video amen we have to make like sure that. our audio matches our video because if don't match like the, 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 the um, chinese movies when it was like a little a few seconds behind the action they mm-hmm. the action was delayed no yeah. it's that up it should be on one accord Amen. so there's no Amen. questioning as to who you are because now if you say this your 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 video should match that to be in sync mm-hmm. it's not the god of order he, he ain't gonna mm-hmm. just have your audio doing it but you're, you you're not talking anything yeah because mess some people up as we said a couple of episodes ago you can mess people up you yeah. know, you know enough to be dangerous. So we mm-hmm. don't want to be dangerous in this thing. We want to be in sync with what God has called. Amen. Yeah. And you know what? And when you're in sync with the word and we're doing what God's called us to do, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow. We'll follow. Yes. You know, you that healing ministry, that deliverance ministry. You know, you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You know, blind eyes open, people that are um, out of their mind. You know, I, I was in a meeting one time. And the lady came in here and she was from another country. She was oppressed by the enemy. She was very dark in her complexion. And you could tell it was not just a skin tone thing. It mm-hmm. was dark, you know, double wow. dark, you know, I would say. And she came up to the altar. Now, this was funny. The people, some of the people there were with me, they went to the back of the room. I'm like, oh, my God. No, <laughs> because they said they know they weren't ready to deal with that. 
Okay. So they, I said, I, could, I respect that, but I was like, why you didn't come? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so they went to the back of the room because they didn't, they were not ready to deal with that level of warfare. Mm. Laid hands on the lady. She went out flat, you know, and she was down there shaking. I said, she's getting delivered. And God had me do some other things during that uh, um, ministry moment, I'll call it. Okay, yes. <laughs> and when she came back the next day, she was like three shades lighter. I didn't even know who she was. My God. I did not. And she said, you know, she was from another country. I'm not going to name the country because people get real sensitive about stuff nowadays. Yes. And so um, she came back. She was about three shades lighter. I did not recognize her. The glory of God was all over her. And she got up and gave her testimony as to, um, oops, are you still there? Yes. Okay. I lost my picture. One second. There we go. So, um, so she got up and gave her uh, testimony as to she had been into voodoo. She had been into you know things of that nature, witchcraft, and it was in her family, in her bloodline. And she came to get delivered, and she got delivered that day. Thank you. She and the next year, I came back to that same church, and she came back, and she brought some people with her. That's the lady that helped me. <laughs> mighty guy i didn't even realize who she was at all at that point she had she just looked so different mm -hmm. and god had done such a marvelous work spiritually in her signs and wonders will follow my god them that believe and you know you can't be afraid you can't be afraid if god has called you to warfare and deliverance don't be afraid of no because greater is he that's in us than he just is that is in the world Amen. but we can't have open doors right Right. No, I went to a conference a few months ago and um, I'm sitting there. My hands begin to burn. And this is again, my, I used to have burning in my hand years ago, but now again, never understanding what it was. And I never asked the Lord what it was. Right. So now I'm at this conference and my hand is burning and um, I'm using my handkerchief and my clothes to wipe my hands because they're just burning on fire. And I, the, this woman was coming by and she could barely walk. And the Lord said to me, um, she was, she went down and the Lord said, lay your hands on her knees. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know this. No, no, it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. And so he, the more he, he said to me, I said, lay your hands on her knees. And so I got up, I laid my hands on her knees and my hands began to cool off. Mm -hmm. So I'm praying for her and, and, and I released my hands and they're now cool. And I go sit back down and she was out for um, a few minutes. And she got up and she was walking without assistance. And so to God be the glory. It's like yeah. I, my insides was like, okay. And then the woman of God who, um, who was on for that next night, who was not even present. Um, she called me up the next day and said, whatever the Lord tells you to do, do it. And I'm standing there like, what? Mm -hmm. And so she, God had shown her. And mm -hmm. so she began to use me in service that evening. So whatever it is the Lord tells you to do, and, and he would show people who you are. That's the whole point of my conversation. Yeah, yeah. begin to show others who are in him, who you are. So yeah. you can be a benefit to the kingdom, a blessing to the kingdom in, in, in situations where there are others like, like you, like spirits are, are together. Amen. And he, there was a deliverance um, conference and he just began to use me and in, in that situation. Mm -hmm. And again, years ago when this was happening, I had no understanding, but again, I go back, I still go back to the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now is the time. It wasn't time then. Right, right. <laughs> now you know. Go ahead. I said, now you know. Now I know. 
And it's like, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I've really accepted it. But looking back over all these years, I, I feel like, BJ feels like I wasted time. But God said, no, everything is still in my timing. Because although I was showing, I was showed you back then, it didn't necessarily mean I wanted you to do anything. But I have been showing you all these years who you were. Amen. So now it's catching up. Everything is Amen. catching up. My audio is matching my video, truly. Praise God. <laughs> yes, Amen. Lord. All right. Amen. So it looks like we're about to wrap this session up and we'll be right back with number with session two. And we're going to be talking about the same topic. You know, how do you know that you're an apostle? And we're going to continue shortly and we'll see you back in a few. God bless. Bye bye.